ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. From some of the best elk hunters in the world. Across the canyon, pop up the other side and the wind is right at my back and blows right into it. I cut him off and say, I'm the best one, not you. I love it, man. I feel like I'm super blessed to call myself an elk hunter. To beat them at their game, to get them within that bow range, convincing them that I'm one of them. you got to close that distance really quick on him. And if he's going to engage that much, that's a dead bull. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast. Sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. Whether you're chasing bugles over the next ridge, sitting a stand out east, this is about passion. Pursuing our dreams of field, our lifestyle, the betterment of self and community, the enlightenment that comes from those moments spent in God's creation. Through these conversations, I hope you find insight, inspiration, education, and motivation to push beyond your limits. But I like it too. I, I don't like mess. I don't like. That's I don't like the pressure that is on my shoulders. I don't even sit on my shoulders. I don't have it adjusted right. It doesn't even sit on my shoulders. I got a space in between my shoulders. When I put a, a whole mule deer in there, oh. I got back to my truck. Yeah, well, you and it killed out. me, and I was just like, I can't do it anymore. Right. I, dude, I swore by Mystery Ranch yeah. for years. That's all I run. Yeah. And. Uh, I put that thing on and I was like, no more. And then I had already tried to IA pack on. Yeah, these are, they're designed for hauling a shit ton of weight. Yeah. They're great. I mean, they, they really are. I get, they got number, they got second place in my review, basically. And I, I, I you know, I gave him all my notes and he made some changes back then when I did it. Yeah, because you, you reviewed them a while ago, huh? Three years ago, four years ago now. Yeah. Four years ago. And, uh, so he uh powerful yeah. lineup. That's awesome. Charles sat down yesterday. Yeah. Nice. You know, he called me and I'm like, get over here now. That's awesome. Mr. John Stallone. Finally the yeah. shaking hands, man, squaring up. Yeah, it's thank been, you for sitting down, man. It's and some doing. First off, thank you for participating and helping Charles along with Hal. The impact that that has had in less than a month. A month today. Is it a month? Yeah. Today, the 11th. 150,000 as of last week, right? Yep. Um, Emails sent out for impact. And I mean, like, that action site has in no time changed the game. When I talked to Charles about it, it seems like it's been, that was uh, August-ish. And it was just, it was just an idea. Yeah. So, you know, when the SB 252 came out originally, that's where the idea came from. But Charles originally had gotten a hold of me and he was like, hey, they're trying to ban bear hunting here in, in California. What can we do? I'm like, well, let's start a change.org petition. You know, we can reach a lot of people. We can send it out to all the masses and just kind of I'll send it out to all the people that I know that are influential. And, you know, and in a matter of five days, we had 27,000 signatures on that. And I think like 20,000, 18 to $20,000 in donations. And we got to say it, right? And that was that was action that was needed in California. Yeah. Right? So, so to see the community come together right. for something in California. Right. That was huge. Was even 
it was even bigger in my eyes because California, I mean, across the board, right? Because of what Everybody it is. California. Exactly. You guys are black sheep. Well, you're not even there no more. But yeah, but Black sheep. <laughs> black sheep, California. Right. But, but to see that, right? It was like, yeah. okay, this, this is something. Like, Absolutely. this is something that is bigger than anybody ever thought, you know, and, and it just, it's wonderful, man, to see what it's done in the short amount of time. Oh, yeah. And for as easy as it is to do it. That's, that's the key right there. Yeah. It's easy. It's the easy button. You know, look at society. Look how we've become. Like, you get on your cell phone and shit don't load in like three seconds. And you're like, Burr. yeah, like, you get pissed <laughs> off. You see a video that's three minutes long. You're like, I ain't right. right? Like, it's like, you know, if it's not 30 seconds, if you can't get things done like this, it takes more than two, three clicks. You're Instant gratification. Right. That's what we that's what we become as a society. So we like we looked at that. We looked at the change of what we had, the success with change.org. We had that success there. Then we get re replicated it two more times after that in uh, Montana, Nevada. And I'm like, well, we just got like twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars for change.org and we were able to do what we wanted to do. We need to start our own change.org. Right. That's where how it come, came about. And we had some, I actually built a website that was like change.org and it was shit, it, it sucked. So Charles was like, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try a different route. And he just took it and he grew it to what it is now. Like just started doing all these mad signs. Cause he's, he was having meetings with all these uh, advocacy platforms. And he was getting more and more ideas. Oh, we could do this, we could do this, oh, we could do this, we could do this. And uh, and he went mad scientist with it and it became what it is. You know, it, it's interesting, right? And when, when, when Charles came on my radar, the heaviest was, I wanna say it was four years ago at this point with the, uh, pig deal right right that's that's when i knew that he was next level because on the surface that bill was they're trying to do another one yeah you know you hunters you're saving money yeah, yeah this is just opportunity and all the people in that state that hunt nobody even decided like hey this is something he said something, something stinks wrong. about this there's something wrong here right so to know that he is behind this and then you're saying he's getting all this, dude, that guy is going to pick it apart and find he's a passionate dude. way, man. Passionate dude. You know, Charles and I have been friends, I don't know, 10, 11 years, something like that. And we've, we've hunted a lot together, a lot. And that's the one thing about him that's a consistent, like a constant, I should say, is he is always no matter what it is, super passionate. He's like, he throws himself into shit like 100, 120%. So, you know, I knew that he was the right guy to be behind the helm. Because really it, could, it could go the other way if you had the wrong person behind it and there wasn't enough energy and effort right. and dissecting everything, right? It could go the other way. Yeah, and honestly, we've met a lot of opposition. Believe it or not. No, no I know, because... He'll call me and be like, dude, I don't understand. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And, and, and opposition from places that you don't think you would get it from. But I warned him. I said, I've been doing this a lot longer than you. I know this industry a lot better than you. Uh, and a few years ago, I had, I was trying to put this Hunter Up, I call it Hunter Up Initiative. Where a lot of what we're doing with Howell trying to get people together being good understanding that this is a community and we're not just the sheep hunters we're not just the elk hunters we're not just the duck hunters and we should we're all in this together right we got to start sticking I've been, i was talking about this four years ago five years ago and uh i don't want to put anybody on blast but i got 20 of the most influential people that i know I contacted them and said, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. And everybody's like, oh, cool, great idea, da 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 I tried to set up a Zoom meeting. For, uh, that wasn't Zoom at the time, but it was Skype or whatever right. it was. And I'm like, I want to set up this meeting. And basically, you know. Create a brain trust. Yeah, have, right. a, have some kind of a, you know, discussion about it. Mm -hmm. how, can we, how can we get people on board with it? And 
10 of the 20 were like, yeah, 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 that sounds great. I didn't have a single person, not a single one, respond to the invitation to be on that Zoom call or that Skype call, whatever. And I was like, so I reached out to the one guy that I thought because of what he talks about and openly and I reached out to him and, I'm, and I was like, and in so many words, he basically said there's nothing in it for him. Like, motherfucker, excuse my French. Sorry, I don't know if this <laughs> no, is that's, that's, PG-13 or no, no. Or, or, we'll take it where it needs to go. I'm like, dude, you're constantly preaching about anti-hunters. You're constantly preaching about advocacy. Advocacy. Right. I'm like, what do you mean there's nothing in this for you? I'm, I'm like, what's in it for you is that we all, we all benefit. We all benefit, yeah. right? It means your 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 kids and your grandkids and their kids are gonna be able to keep on hunting after long after you're gone. And I was like, oh man, that was eye opening. And I was like, all right. And then I started seeing it more and more and more and more. And I'm like, yo, this sucks. There's a lot of just people that are in this shit just for the money, just for the recognition, or like, or both. I'm like, yo, this is this is not cool. At flip side, there are a lot of great people, a lot of, especially the average Joe Hunter, a lot of guys want to get involved. Right. But there's a lot of great companies that are willing to. I mean, I got pulled over by, <coughs> actually by Hunt Wars, pulled me over today. They're like, dude, we are so happy about what you're doing. And we want to figure out a way how we can be involved. I'm like, we want to give a portion of our membership away to you. I'm like, that's, that's huge. Like, companies like that are like, oh, like they get it. They know that what they do, like, and some of these manufacturers too are like, they know that if there's not hunting, they don't have things to sell. You know, like, right. okay, yep. you got to put back, you got to put back, you, you know? So, it's, uh, it's the easy button. Like yeah. you said, right? Somebody right. had to do it. Somebody had to take the bull by the proverbial horns and run with it and prove right. it, right? And even even in the first couple of weeks, Charles was like explaining this to people and on the reach out, right? And and flabbergasted that people just didn't grasp it. But once the writing was yeah. on the wall, I think they grasped it. But I think that what they were, what it was, is they were like. They thought that we're a threat somehow to them, to their organizations. And that's kind of a... I get it. Right? I get it. But if you... We we talk a lot. Yeah. Right? As, as hunters, we talk a lot. Just across the demographic, we talk right. a lot. A lot of what we do is fishermen's tales, if you will. Yeah. Right? And then when it's time to, to reel in that lunker, we're, we're falling short. Yeah. Right. And I, and I think I can't even imagine how many actions has there been 15 ish, 10 are gone. Yeah. Can you imagine those 15? If how wasn't there right now? I, no, I can't. I, I, here's one. None of us would know about it. That's the thing. It would I mean, be happening. We'd be reactive at the end always, of the hearing. That is right? our, that is been the mo of the industry forever Ever. even the guys that have lobbyists and whatever it's a very slow moving process yes. and that's still necessary that part of it's necessary you still need lobbies you still need lawyers you still need to have that structure but if we can eliminate 50 60 percent of these things before they even get there why the freaking hell not but there's the threat there's the part of the threat, yeah, right? Because if you're not having less action means more words, it's almost, people get pissed. So yeah, it's justifying your existence. Right. And ultimately what we've been doing hasn't been working. Right. Right. Now that there's something different there that's going to work, they're looking at it going, oh crap. Here's the beauty of that. Okay. So, organization A is, um, you know, it's different. Like Mule Deer Foundation, their main goal is to uh, promote habitat, 
acquire habitat, promote the species, different, completely different situation. But organization A that does lobbying, that does that legal type work, uh, hunter's rights, so on and so forth. We designed the platform and we designed everything so that we could be a tool for, for organization. Them. Right. And this is what we, this is the connection that they keep losing. So if it is a money thing, right? We've set it up that you, the hunter comes. Okay, let's say you're a, you're a member of organization A and they send out an email blast to their whole email list. And 2,000 people from their email list come to Howl for Wildlife, become a member for free. But let's say out of that 2,000, I don't know, 200 donate. And there's $15,000 in donation. We have it set up that if it came from organization A, a portion of that, don of that donation that was made to Howl goes back to organization A. So there still is that revenue stream. A revenue stream right. for them. There's there's a, a reason a, a way to be symbiotic. And they don't have to pay fifteen thousand dollars a month to run their own advocacy platform. They don't have to build a three hundred thousand dollar website right. to have their own you know, they don't, it's there. It's a tool. It's like thinking to yourself, hey, I need insurance. I gotta pay insurance and it's you know, my cost is my GL insurance is X amount of money. It's there. Like if you think of it like that as a utility. Done deal. It's not your insurance company's not freaking competing with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I don't know. It's interesting too, right? Because one of the the boundaries that a lot of us have, and I've and I've been there, and it's not just the first time you go at it. It's the second and third and fourth time. It takes a while to get used to formulating an email to someone that you feel like is smarter, right, than yeah. you. And, and maybe they are smarter in certain ways. And there's some intimidation from a lot of folks. And I've heard it tons of times. And I've experienced when I see something that's like, oh, I need to write a letter. Right. Right. And you'll get through halfway and you'll be like, oh, man, I can't send this. Yeah. And that's the, the benefit of how. You're afraid to say the wrong thing. Right. Yeah. That's where. When, when he, Charles told me about it, I'm like, this is genius, yeah. right? Because you take that the biggest hurdle that most men and women will face, right? and it's gone. Now, if you decide that you want to go in there and add some personal, or you want to redo it totally, it's, it's an option, right. right? But it's, I mean, dude, it's like the easy button. Like yep. you said, it's just, it's I, so I pick up my phone as, as I'm doing these, and I'm like, hey, have you heard of how? Right. And they're like, no, what is that? And I'll go through. Yeah. And I left actions available for myself just for the show. Right. And I'm like, man, I hope Charles doesn't call me out because I haven't done these. <laughs> but I did it so I could show people. Right. How I mean, dude, it's what do you think? 30 seconds. Oh, I've never. Super until easy. Super easy. And you're so you're talking about the uh, email being pre-done for you. Yes. So usually we formulate three to five different emails. So they're not getting the same email, but that email, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Format. Format or whatever. You can actually delete the whole thing. Of, you yeah. can delete the whole thing and write your own yeah. if you want. Or you can like paraphrase the one that's there. Yep. I, actually, we encourage you to take what's there, read it and be like, okay, I can just write the same message but say it in a different way if you do that it's even more powerful because it doesn't seem like a can it's funny that you say that so when i sat down with charles and, and you guys just finished with the with the uh with the uh denver okay yeah uh meet what was that last last thursday or something like that yeah and uh yeah, he was he, saying charles that, actually went i didn't yeah, get to go but i was trying to but i yeah it, it's so hard to put all this stuff and get it done. I was guiding Havelina hunters. I really wanted to go, but so he had said that one of one of the legislatures made the statement like I I've never I didn't realize the personal aspect like you know getting to read this uh, was powerful like I had right. no idea and that's what he and I talked about is a lot of a lot of the people that we are Senator Weiner 
how many people attack that guy, right? It's not like we're gaining anything from it. No. And they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. So if we're approaching them in a manner that's off-putting, they're never going to know. Right. Right. And to hear this, this legislator talk to him and tell him how powerful that was, I had no idea. You know, please share this with me more. Right. It's like they want to learn. Right. We're constituents. Exactly. So here's the thing. Politics, a politician, their main goal is to look good. Right. And, and it's a shitty way to put it, but their main goal is to look good. They don't have time, and this is a shitty thing because these are guys making decisions for us, but the reality is they don't have time to read through all these bills. And if they do read through, read through the whole bill, they don't look at the research on both sides. Uh, but at face value, if you're like, oh, a politician, you're like, cool, I'm going to save cute and fuzzy bunnies, whatever. Right. It's going to make me look good. It's a feel good. It's a, I'm a feel good, make yeah. me look good, I, whatever. But... As soon as you give them the whole story and you're like, listen, no, if you take away bear hunting, there's not going to be any more deer in California and you're going to kill a lot more animals. Then they're like, oh, okay. I don't want to be the guy that was responsible for, you know, for, for losing the whole deer population in Arizona and uh, in California. But so it's on us. It's on us. With any anti, not anti-hunting, because you're not going to change very an, many anti-hunters' minds. But any non-hunter or any non-fisherman to educate them, and that's kind of what I'm going to be heading up is the the money that we're getting for donation after covers uh, obviously our expenses is going to an education program programs. And we're going to run like hug a hunter programs to educate the non-hunting public. We're also going to work on getting hunters because how many hunters don't even know how the North American exactly. wildlife you know, model of conservation works. And then the other part of that is we've, uh, we've partnered with Lynch, who uh, is a game call maker for like they do all, they rebrand for like Cabela's and Bass Pro and all these other companies that actually make the calls. And uh, going into universities, going into schools and teaching about Pittman Robinson, teaching about how, how and why animals are still here for us to enjoy, why you can go to a national forest and still see elk, why, you know, like go through this whole process. And I think... Because if you look at the other side, if you look at anti-hunting, man, they've been doing this shit and way, 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 way better than us yes, sir. for a long time. It's in mass media. Look at Disney. Look at Bambi. Okay, Bambi and Walt Disney. That was a turning point for hunters. A turning point. All of a sudden, now we become the we become the villain. villain. We're no longer the hero. We're no longer the provider. No longer the people bringing home the bacon. Yeah. Right. But I will say so if you. I think that part of that conversation, if you just, you know, listen to my two cents. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is the subsistence part of it, right? Right. Because we can we can talk about what we've done for population. Yeah. And how conservation looks on the landscape because of hunters and that right. contribution. But I think we are going to grab more attention, especially now with, with organic and, and yeah. you know, all that. I think if we put that into the conversation and well, we'll, we'll get more of those people, right. That maybe don't, they're not getting the Pittman Robertson right. thing. Right. And it can't always be about money. Right. And then, and, and I'm conflicted about this, right. Because we, we say it a lot, like we'll never turn the anti hunters, but I think we have an opportunity to reach at least a portion. If it's 8% of them, right. right. We have a, they're not, they're as naive as the people that are talking to them that really don't know the impact of what we do, right. they're just oppositional yeah. because that's what they've been told to be right. for X amount of years. Right. And, yeah. and it, it is unfair for me to say you won't change their mind. And I'm not putting it on you. No, we it's true. do it across the demographic. No, 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 it's true. I, it's actually funny. I was, 
yesterday, my friend's wife, she's anti-honey, big time. And she has chickens. And a bobcat came in her backyard Got that and shit. killed the chickens. And she made her husband go out and buy a BB, a pellet gun yeah. to try to kill it. And it wasn't until that happened. And she was like, she calls herself the, the president of PETA or whatever, but she's never been, we've never had it. We've had a great, always had a great relationship. But she's willing to sit down and talk with me because we started talking about it yesterday, but we were at the Phoenix Open and I was like, well, we're not drinking and whatever. Let's let's sit down and I'm going to, I'm going to educate you. Right. I'm going to let you know how this all works. Why there's animals on the landscape. I'm going to explain this all to you. So for me to say that, earlier what I said is it's unfair because there are, there are, there are open-minded people and like you said naive. they just don't know they don't naive. know I mean it's just like you and I right we don't know what we don't know right. right and and how everything is shoved down our throats from what we consume in terms right. of media and, and look at the algorithm on on Facebook or oh Instagram right yeah. if you the whole world's that way right yeah if you follow hunters, that's what you're going to see. If you're a Trumper, that's what you're going to see. Right. If you're, you know, way left the center, that's what yeah. you're going to see. And you're going to believe whatever that is, whatever that consumptive is, exactly. that's being downloaded, right? It's all about the programming, right? Right. And all, I mean, all of this shit, like when I step away and that's the one thing. Did about you listen hunting. to that Rogan podcast, a Rogan podcast with uh, Dr. Epstein? No. You got it. Okay. It's all about what you're talking about right now. The echo chamber. But what Google actually does. I'll have to check it out. Dude, you'll get sick. It. I want to throw away all of our electronics in our house. <laughs> you'll get sick. Well, what's funny for me is, so like Jeff, right? And and I follow Jeff. I love Jeff, right? And, and Who I, doesn't love Jeff? <laughs> I, watch, I watch Jeff and I watch, he's sitting here. If people can't see him, he's next to the camera. Um, and I watch him and I watch... I can watch Jeff's ebb and flow through moods, right? And there's nothing, this is all of us. I'm just right. using him because he's a, he's a great example of it. And then Jeff comes back from the mountain and he's a, he's a, a man reborn, right? And, and I liken that to myself because yeah. it's the same thing. You get away from the fucking download right. for, for a day it's and crazy. it cleans you up, crazy. right? But there's people that don't get to experience what we experience ever some people don't even shit. I'm from LA. Yeah. There's people there that have no idea that you can go into the mountain. This this sounds crazy as shit. They're looking at mountains right. on a There's daily basis. All over the place. Yeah. They have no idea that they can drive 30 minutes and be up there and experience that. Yeah. It it never even crosses their mind. To me, that's the craziest shit in the world to even think. But I, I grew up there. Right. I never thought about that until it looked at me. You know right. what I mean? Like, oh, that's there. You know what I mean? And it, it, uh, dude, I'm from Brooklyn. There you go. Right. Okay. That's even worse. Right. I'm from New York, <laughs> Brooklyn, no mountains right there. Yeah. That's even worse. And, you know, luckily I had a family. I've been hunting since I'm five. I had a family that we went whitetail hunting. We got to go to the Adirondacks, you know, like I got to go, but I saw many that, that same, you know, so many people that are disconnected with that. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, give me, let's, let's we're going to pause. Hey, Paul. Did you get my text? Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on. I'm, I'm talking to John. We're good. I don't want to yeah, keep you guys too long. Fine. You got to angle it to the side a little bit because they sprayed something on it and screws it up. Oh, but man, the disconnection is like, yeah, it's unreal. It's, you know? it's crazy. We all and I got deep into it earlier, man, uh, kind of along this line. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I was, he walked away. I was like, no. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, problem. no worries. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I, mean, I could go into a whole philosophical thing. Go for it. What we've become from, from, a, from a society standpoint, but I don't know. I don't want to be angry for the rest of the day. Right. Because yeah. I will be. It gets me so heated. I, I get, I look at my kids and I try to like, and I look how I grew up and it's just, it's crazy to me. Crazy. 
And I know a lot of that has to do with me too. Like, like my, my wife and I, how we've raised them. I used to go, I used to come home from school, do my homework real quick. And then I was like, boom, I'm out, out the door. door. I'm yeah. gone. My mom didn't know. There's no cell phones. No, none of that. None of that shit. And I was, when the lights came on, I, that's back when I in. showed back home. Yeah. Right. And like, I can't even think about that for something for my kids to do. Right. Like, it's just not, it's weird. Everybody's so like, I don't know, coddled. And so it's just, everything's different. It's, so, it's hard. It's funny. It's funny from a parental standpoint, right? Because you don't, we have this idea when our kids are this big right. of what we're going to do. I never realized that what I was in competition with, yeah. I didn't realize it until my daughter's first day her freshman day of high school, the first day. Right. Right. Uh, pick my son up from school and we're, I'm driving to the high school. We're on the South side of the school. Okay. And I'm, and we're rolling down and I look over and, and I have no problem with it. It just was, it, it was odd. It's odd for my generation to think. And there's two boys holding hands. I, and I was like taken back. Yeah. Like what in the, you, you didn't see that when I was in high school. No. Right. And we come up to the stop sign after that and I'm sitting there and kids across the street and then a fight breaks out. Right. So then I'm sitting there and I'm going, I'm watching this fight go across the intersection, hits the house, comes back into the intersection and I'm sitting here and dude, I had never been more petrified as a person, as a parent than I was at that moment. And I realized what I was in competition with. Yeah. Everything that I thought I knew, I thought I was going to do, it went out the window. You know what I mean? And man, it's a trip, dude. Like it's yeah. a battle to look at that, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, that's a whole free another thing. Like I have always been of the school of you do you. Right. You want to be gay? Perfect. You want to be a lesbian? I don't care. It don't matter to me. Um, even even with the vegan thing, like you want to do that? Mm -hmm. That's your choice, man. That's it. But don't impose your lifestyle on me. On me, right? I don't impose my lifestyle on you, right? You don't have to follow me on Facebook. I mean, now everybody kind of imposes right. on each other. To the point, yeah, because we we're on social media. Everybody's post. I just ate a hamburger. <laughs> like, you know, I, yep. dude, I do it too. I I take food selfies once in a while because. I'm like, ooh, people should see this thing. This thing was badass, yeah, right? But the reality of it is if you don't want to see it, move on. Move on. Yeah. Right? It's that easy. We can't now do that, it's though. like now with that, what you're talking about, it's like, no, you need to see me. Like, yeah. right? I don't no, I don't really, I don't care. I don't care what you do behind closed doors. I, actually, I don't even care if you do it in public. It don't matter. But don't impose your, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. it it's such a, dude, I got so many. Like, I'll respect, I'll respect you, respect oh. me. And and that's the thing, right? It's And that's what, that's one of the things that I, that I feel is nice about this demographic. Yeah. Is, is as oppositional as we can be to each other. Right. There is there is a common respect, right? A commonality in that that, you know, this is how I do things, this yep. is how you do things, and I'm okay with that. And I what's funny is for as shit on as hunters get, oh yeah, I think as a demographic, we're probably the most accepting of opinions and choices. Right. You know, and, and our ability to respect other people's, you know, right. choice of life path, say, right? Exactly. Uh, and I don't find that in, in many other demographics, man. You know, and I and I've gone out of my way to look and see because I found something in this demographic that, that hits home for me. Yeah. And I wanted to see if I, if I could find that anywhere else. And I, to this day, I can't do it. No, I, I can't find that level of respect and camaraderie. And it's not just in the demographic. It's how we view other folks too. And yeah, there's people that are, you're going to find the extremes, yeah. right? But generally speaking, I think we're all right here and kind of like, Hey, yeah, just like you're saying, you do you, I'm going to do me. Right. I respect it. And we're just looking for that mutual respect. Right. You know, it's funny that you say that. I say, I, I agree with you to an extent. 
But, and this is one of the things I've been preaching for a while is, again, looking at it as a community. I think there's a lot of division. Oh, yeah. I mean, look how much we argue about who wears. We were just arguing about backpacks a few minutes ago, right? Like, But it's nice. You can sit across from him. Right. And you can still have a conversation and you can bring that pack into this booth and nobody's shitting on you for your choice. Exactly. Right? So, So the disagreements... Yes. Now, if there's discord, yeah. if there's discord, you're an asshole anyway. Yeah. Right. That's that's typically what I found. You're just an asshole looking right. for a problem. True. True. Right? And uh, but there, and there, of course, there's a, there's I don't say a lot of that, but there's enough of that. There's enough. There's, there's enough. enough of that. And I think I guess where I'm going, where I'm getting at with the diversity or the uh, not necessarily diversity, but the division that we have is for instance like what is a guy that's hunts whitetail in south carolina out of a tree stand give a shit about a guy who elk hunts in montana like that's the that's the disconnect right there and that's one of the things that hal's trying to do is we're trying to bring that together. that together we're all in this together right because yeah that may not affect your hunting right now but, but eventually it will, it will. Well, and i you think know? i think because i mean in 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 the big scheme of things right call it social media the connection that we have is is relatively young right it's something that we're not used to how you know how long has instagram been around 12 years 15 I, I don't years even know, i don't even know if it's that long right this is a this is relatively new to us right so where we were you know we were in a pro shop on the brag board right now everyone can see it it didn't matter when it was on the bragging board and it was your little tight-knit community in indiana or the guys you know when before bozeman blew up and it was just that that like-minded community right right and i think what we're struggling with is now we're having to represent each other and we're not used to it because we're still learning how to do that right. because this is relatively new to us. And and how many times have you heard a hunter say, fuck them, I'm going to post what I want to post and, oh, and not have, right. Not, but and in their defense, playing devil's advocate, yeah. they don't know any different because that's what we've always done with the bracket board. Right. We're sharing 35s or, or Polaroids of that fucking right. 10 point that we've been chasing for a year. We don't know any different. Right. So now, and this is this is perfect for Hal, right? Now Hal is spreading the that message, if you will, right? Like, look, you're impacting over here, whether you were whether you realize it or not, yep. this this impacts us across the board. Yep. And it's so nice to see and so fast. That's what's phenomenal to me with, with Hal is how fast people turn the corner and realized if they want support. I'm going to have to support. Right. And that's where some of the division like trappers versus, you know, or the yeah trappers versus like the gun dog guys. Yeah. Right. And, and for the longest time, that's what they went after method of take. What's the cruelest method of fucking take that they can go after. And, and we're going to hone in on that. Well, then you leave the, you leave the gun dog guys off by themselves. No one's supporting them because we've never done it before because we've never been exposed as a community before. And they're not going to support us because we shit on them with right. no support. And somehow, somehow, you guys with Hal have figured out, and I don't even know if you've said it. I don't know if it's been said before this, but it turned the corner and people are going, holy shit, I better support them so I get the support back. Arizona's under attack. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, Arizona, you better get response from California because Washington helped count. And it's just like, right. bam, here we are. Yeah. Right. And it's, it was almost. It's very nice to see. And it's perfect timing right right i think i think this hit when it was supposed to hit right you know a year ago might have been too early for it but, but well i mean we did like i said we said we had a very good thing with that a year ago but i'm with you i think that people are looking at the whole world right now yes. and Look at look at the vision in the country just politically, right? It's it's fucking terrible. Okay. Sickening. But because of that, I think people are starting to realize, like, hey, you know, we need to start 
locking yeah. arms. We need yeah. to start because it, it's things aren't going to change if we don't. That's right. All we're going to be doing is bah, 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 yeah. bah, and then we're losing while the we're doing it. Everything's going out the window, yes, sir. right? You know, yeah. and it's it's you're right. I think the timing of it was excellent because I think the country is in a, in a point right now that they can realize what's actually going on. Yeah, the, I think and that, they're open to thinking about it. That's actually a very that's very good that you brought that up, right? Because seeing what we're seeing nationally, right outside of hunting, yeah. has opened eyes. I didn't even think about it in that perspective. That's I I, I, I really feel I really believe that. That is the was the main driving force behind the acceptance. Like, the, yeah, right. Because it's phenomenal. It's like you know, go from zero to twenty thousand in a month. Crazy, crazy. But we're still we're fifteen million strong. We still got a lot of ways to go. Yeah, a long ways to go. You know, honestly, I'll start calling it a success when we have one point five million. People on board. I, I, because at 1.5 million people on board, I don't think there's a. Could you imagine that every time a bill popped up, they got 1.5 million? million. Whoa, names. pump your people brakes, like, HSUS. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What are you guys talking? But and, and to that, right? That that's going to cause them to start really looking at the issue. It's always it's yeah. always going to be and not taking. Here's the science. Right, right. Here's the emotional science jar. That's what they started. That's what yeah. they did last year. Since we beat them with science and the idea of science, if you read that new California bill, they've reworded it to match all the points that we threw at them last year. And they're using social science to combat it. But social science, it's, I mean, it's valid where it needs to be valid. It's valid when you're talking about adding a highway. It's valid when you're talking about, but you can't manage wildlife. Through social science. No. Doesn't I mean, happen. Honestly, like, so I went to school for rangeland management and ecology at Colorado State University. I did two classes, I believe, two classes, and that does, obviously doesn't make me an expert on the social science stuff. And I even looked at like how the states became states. Like, and I kind of looked at that, like how lines were drawn and all that other stuff. So that was part of my curriculum. And so I have an understanding. I look at some of these things as there is a place for it. There is a place for it. And there is a, uh, I don't know if need is the word, but I'm going to use need. There is a certain need for it at a certain level. But it's not going to tell me whether or not we need to shoot 200 deer or we need to shoot 2,000. It, it does. doesn't equate into it. It doesn't equate, yeah. right? Um, and for them, it goes back to how we started this conversation talking about politicians. That's social science affects that. They want to look good. And if enough people want something a certain way, they're going to, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yep. So we always have to be on the forefront. We have to be just as squeaky as the next guy so that the science can do its thing. You know what I like about what you said is that they had to reword it. So that that's the first time I've heard them being on the defensive. Right. We're, we're, it's always a defensive fight for us. Right. And that's been half the battle is, is that it's always it's always being on defense. And it's like we hope we get the pick for the pick six. Right. Right. And that's a I mean, how many interceptions we see all year? You know what I mean? Right. In, in, in football. Right. It, it just doesn't happen all the time. So to hear that we actually had an offensive move, which started out as a defensive move. I mean, we caused a turnover. Right. right? For them to go and reword it and then, dude, you think that they thought about it much? They're like, no, we got to try this. Yeah. Dude, put them in the fucking scramble. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> put them in the scramble. No, That's not. awesome to hear. When when we saw that, Charles and I first looked at each other. At first, we're like, 
Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. But at the same time, we looked at it and we're like, you know what? This is a positive yeah, thing. Yeah, man. Heck yeah, just that means they're that. back. They're backing up on their heels. Yeah, they don't know what to do. And, and the problem is, at face value, they're that new bill from a uneducated eye or somebody who's not in the know. It looks a little bit more sexy. It looks a little bit more like, oh, I I can say fuzzy, cute, cuddly right. bears, bill, and I can come out squeaky clean as the politician that pushes it through. So now it's on us, again, to go back and educate the politician who's supporting it so they look at this and go, all right, this is bullshit, this is bullshit, this is bullshit. Okay, you got social science right here, but this ain't enough because the long term. Right. What is it? It doesn't outweigh, doesn't outweigh the good. Yeah. Their major thing, like, and, and it's very easy to take away from them, their major um, argument is that animals did fine without us beforehand. You're basically saying, with that statement, you're saying that we're not part of the system. You know, we're not part of the ecosystem. We are. Right. And now that we're 8 billion freaking people, we are we're consuming, we're taking everything. Expanding more and more and more and more. It's nonstop. If we don't learn how to conserve, you know, conservation, there's that word, you know, like, it's in there. If you don't learn how to conserve everything and learn to have, find the perfect balance with everything, it's going to go away. You can't let it, it's not going to fix itself. That we are, we've got our hands in too much shit. Yeah, exactly. That I was going to say that is the weirdest argument to me, right? So that's 200 years plus, right? Of, of expansion, right? However long we've been growing our footprint, there's no way that you can take a laissez-faire approach. Let's not do nothing. Right. Right. And expect that. So what are you going to see? Are you going to see that return in 200 years? In 300 years, we're not going to stop expanding. So that to me know. is a, it's a bullshit weak argument that if someone has their blinders on, you might fall for it. Right. right? But it's almost absurd to think do nothing. Yeah. Agreed. When the fuck does that do any good in any aspect anywhere? Doing nothing. Once you enter a system and then it doesn't matter how long and we, and from the, you know, 30,000 foot view or the, the most abstract we enter the system by making a road. We put a road here. Not even a paved road. We put a road here. That has impact. Yes, sir. That in, in induces change somewhere. Yep. It's always yin and yang. I enter from here, something down here is going to change. That's it. And that's how wildlife management is. That's how everything is. Engineering, like you always got to give up something. To, get to something. gain something. Yep. And there's, it's less, if you can look at things holistically and look at things from the, with that, you know, mindset, then you understand. It makes sense. You, you need balance and you need, since we're the most intellectual creature on this planet, we need to be the one that's putting the plan together so that 8 billion people can live with However many yeah, elk. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, really. It's uh it's you look at like New Jersey, right? Over the bears are coming in like crazy into suburbs and getting into people's garbages and killing killing people and this and that. Why is that happening? Well, there's no management program for it. So then what? Now the state has to go in and and send in uh you know government, snipers. Yeah, government killers. That yeah. makes sense, right? None. Now you're taking away from the resource two ways. There's no money being generated. Exactly. You're paying for somebody to go do that work and you're taking bears away. Yep. So it's like, you know, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. It was a couple of years ago. I've told this story a couple of times or I don't know all the exact numbers, but New York State paid an ridiculous ridiculous amount of money, like $100 million for a program to sterilize male, to sterilize bucks 
on on uh, Staten Island. They were successful on like twenty bucks. Let's say even if it was two million dollars, one million dollars. Even if it was one hundred fifty thousand dollars. So one hundred fifty thousand dollars to make twelve deer, male deer, not be able to have offspring. Offspring. It's twenty deer. You could have generated. You could have made hunters take a special class that they had to pay for to learn how to do urban hunting or suburban hunting. You could have made money off of tags and you could have taken the right amount of deer out of the population and you would have generated money. You would have got what you wanted and hunters would have been happy. Yeah. Like, I don't like... This kind of shit doesn't freak. Like, I don't get it. It's like, hard to understand, right? It, it's a weird perspective, and and I think most of us. And you sound like it, right? I'm sure you've tried to put yourself on the other side of the coin just to understand the thought process, many times. right? And I can't for the life. Of and, me, and there is certain things I can sympathize or empathize. I don't know with them. Um, I still don't believe in it, but I can I can understand where right. you're coming from. I always tell people this, like, so veganism. When a vegan has something to say to me about hunting, it's the only person that I respect. Because you made a choice and you're 100% over here, right? You're committed to it. You're committed to it. And I don't agree with it. I don't want you to impose your shit on me. But I, I respect you in a way because you made these choices to be here. But a person who's got selfies on their Instagram of yeah. burgers and steaks. Hollering at me. Comes to say something. Oh yeah. You know? Piss off. Like, yeah. And it, well, and, and I've done that, right? And I say piss off. Wrong approach. Especially no. nowadays, no. right? Wrong approach. So I, I, I'll, I'll check myself on that and I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it a lot. Yeah. Right. Not so much recently, but I'm guilty of that a lot. And it's, it's something that we have to, work ourselves out of yeah but but you get tired of fighting you, you really you get exhausted like california always on the defense yeah You're california defense. for years i was a i call us ninjas yeah right stealthy ninja hunters Be and it's not because we're great on the spot and stop it's because that's the attitude that we have to take on yeah. because we're surrounded by so much opposition and you're always getting your shit kicked in and you just get like tired of explaining. I right? know. I know the feeling. And it's just like, it's, it's, it becomes exhaustive, right? It, I feel like I'm sneaking around. So I hunt in Long Island a lot and I feel like I'm sneaking around. Like I don't want people to see me in my camouflage. Yeah. Like, it's just a weird, like a weird feeling. Like we're even in Scottsdale, it's not exactly, you know, uh, the back country in any way, shape or form. Right. But in Scottsdale, if I walked into a store with my camouflage, I wouldn't feel, but <laughs> over there I do. Right. And it's just like, it's a weird thing. Yeah. And, it, you know, like I, we're, I was saying, we're always, we're always on the defense. We're not, you know, stalking anti-hunters, Instagram pages and going, right. Murderer, you guys <laughs> killed so many tofu. Yeah. Like, I, you know, whatever, soybeans, whatever. The moles, the voles. Whatever. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not doing, we're not doing that. But they're doing that to us. Yeah. And it's hard. It's very hard. Yeah, it's a trip, man. It's a, it's, a, it's, a weird, it's a weird battle to be on the, the front line of, right? You really yeah. have to choose to just stand, just stand there and just take it as you may. Right. Right, as it comes. But when you start to see people turn yeah. around and understand it from the oppositional side or the I'm neither here nor there side. And then when you see our demographic go, Oh, I got to stand there with you. Right. You can't help, but to no. just keep going, dude. Right. It's, it's like, it's like, yeah, here it is guys. Right. This, this is, this is the movement that we should have had. Maybe we weren't ready, you know, 10 no. years ago, you know, 15 years ago, but uh, yeah, man, it's nice to see it. You know, it's nice to see where it is so fast. Right. I, 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 on my heart of hearts, I believe it's going to continue and we'll get most of, most everybody on board. But part of me is praying that it happens. Yeah, me too. 
Me too. I kept I kept introducing Charles as the game changer. Uh, and, and some of it jokingly and some of it cautiously and some of it just out of sheer arrogance right. for what you guys have done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because in, in all my years of hunting, I've never seen something so powerful. Right. You know, I've never seen something so powerful, man. And I, I just hope that that folks realize it and realize it now, yeah. you know, and start jumping on. I think we got to start touting the numbers, yeah. you know, blasting the numbers. It's hard because we don't want We didn't want to be the guys that were bragging. It was so hard. Oh, my God, man. We were listening. We were in on a meeting and. God, I, I hate the reference because I don't want to. I really don't want to bad, bad mouth people. But they were talking about. A specific bill. Let's <laughs> try to put this really vague. We were talking about a specific bill and how one of they came up with this like story about how one of the um, uh, sponsors of the bill backed out. And Charles and I looked at each other and were like, that's not why they backed out. Because she emailed us. She emailed us and it was like, hey. Will you, will you please educate me on everything? I want to know more about this because I don't want to put my, basically, I don't want to put my name on something that I don't really know about. Exactly. And she didn't. And she put her name on it. She jumped the gun and put her name on it. And she backed out for that reason after we told her what, what the deal was. And after she had gotten at this point, six or 7,000 emails and that's where it happened. And then somebody else was taking the, taking the credit for it. I was not take, not necessarily taking the credit for it. But who rhyme? But who rhyme about something else that was like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't really care. Like, as long as the outcome is the outcome that I'm going for, I really don't care. Right. I don't need a pat on the back. Charles doesn't need a pat on the back. You know, I don't need to, actually, I don't even know if I want people to know it's me because I don't need another target on my back. Mm -hmm. I've already been in the spotlight long enough in my life. I've had many death threats and I don't need that shit, you know, but at the same time, sometimes it's very, it kind of pisses me off. Yeah. Rightfully so. Rightfully you know? so. I think you guys have taken the right approach. I want to scream about the numbers. So I think, you know, I'll just, I'll get updates from you and Charles and I'm going to scream about the numbers. You know what I mean? And I think people need to see it. And I think, I think the more people see that yeah. and how impactful it is, unfortunately, that's what it's going to take to get more and more people behind it. But right. man, if that's what it takes, you know right. what I mean? So be it. I'll scream about that shit. For you know? sure. I'm scared. I've never been, I've never been fearful of losing our opportunities in my lifetime. And over the last year and a half, dude, I started to think like, I've been talking about the next generation. Yeah. I started worrying about my ability my to get out. Yeah. Right. And it's like the guys that are out here. Well, doing look how, it, I mean, you know? part of this is, is our own competition, right? And our, and, and, and the hunters that are hunting right now, we're not just hunting at our home state. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Now, back in the day, I was an anomaly. Like I've been doing the traveling and go hunting for 20 some odd, 25 years or something like that. People are like, used to think of me, I was, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you go there, you go there. You're like, I used to put out, you know, it's a lot of money to do all that shit. I'm sure oh, you know yeah. that, right? <laughs> now, it's what we do. a large majority of our population yeah. does that. Yeah, it's all Like, look do. how many people are here. Yeah. Look how many outfitters they're talking to. Like, look how many, like, so, which is great, but at the same time, it's causing more and more competition between us, which is going to cause some so a little bit of riff, riff you know, yeah. and and so we got to be mindful of it. But if we would, but looking at that, you need to know and look at it and say, all right, we got to do whatever we can to save as many, much of this resource as we can. That's right. Otherwise, and, and waiting five years to go on a hunt is going to be twenty. Oh, dude, it's yeah. uh, or it yeah. might not be existing at all. You know, so I don't know, man. I, I'll say it again. I'm, I think that it that that how hit at the perfect time, right? And I think the numbers show that, but I appreciate yeah. it, man. Thank no, you for- I appreciate you having yeah, me on. It was uh, Absolutely. great to sit down and shake hands, man. You know, Yeah, we gotta do like a, a podcast on elk hunting or something. Oh, hell so. yeah. You know what we'll do is when I get back, get through the move, we'll do a Wapiti Wednesday episode. Okay. I got those, so yeah, hell yeah. We'll, uh, we'll jump into that. And 
talk to get me going on elk yeah. you know what I mean it's like anything like, really the, oh, the I, wanna, I hunt everything so me too man but there's something about elk that has uh, yeah. gotten a hold of me and I just I'm enamored it's, it's, like tough. it's tough to get away from elk it's tough to beat it <laughs> good deal brother alright All right, sign, sign the table for me